0: Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. So today we're going to continue with our series on Revelation, which is the endgame story written by God Himself. Now that is why this is very important. Okay. Although in my mind right now, I, I have some, I have other things that I want to talk about, because you know there are many things that are urgent. Uh, but this is also urgent. Now since we have started this already, uh, it's very important. That, you know we have already uh, started a momentum on this, so let's continue. Right. Um. Uh, two Sundays, uh, two weeks ago, uh, we, we discussed on the messages the, the, to the seven churches, right? So um, again, uh, the book of Revelation uh, means unveiling. It, it foretells those things that are going to come in the end times. And it, this is about the end game story of God or authored by God. Uh, and this is the final stage okay the concluding chapter of the story that God that God wrote about his son, our Lord Jesus Christ. So remember everything in this story okay uh, is it does not you know happen by coincidence okay They are uh, um, supervised by the writer himself, okay? Making sure that what he wrote will come to pass, okay? Now, you and I, we are part of this story, the story of God. So, as uh, as part of the character in this story that God wrote, we need to know our script, okay? What is your role? What is our role in this story? So, that is for us to discover that is why the bible uh, encourages us christians to diligently seek the lord to be in tune to be uh, in the frequency of god so that uh, we will not miss the call okay so again uh, if you, we all know that the book of revelation Narrates a lot of calamities, a lot of uh, wars, destructions, and killings, uh, judgments. Okay, at the last part. But the purpose of Re- Re- the book of Revelation is not to scare us to death. It's not to uh, uh, inflict us with the uh, with uh, with nightmares or something that will uh, keep us from sleeping. Okay. But, you know, the purpose is to prepare us, you know, to give us hope, comfort, and encouragement that uh, we need to endure when we go through trials and that there will be hardships during the final days, written in the book, of course, but uh, the secret to be victorious, okay, is, uh, is to know where to side, okay? So the book of Revelation is, was written and was given to us to show us that the only way, that there's only one way, the only way for us to be saved from all the predicament that's going to happen in this world is to what? Is to choose God, okay? Uh, and to side with God Consistently, okay? So make sure or uh, uh, program, okay? Program your mind uh, that uh, what you need to do, okay, sometimes when, when uh, the, the world around us is so chaotic and, and sometimes when we're shocked and we're stunned and we don't know what to do, okay, don't forget the word loyalty, Okay? Yeah. It's all about loyalty to God or loyalty to the enemy of God. Now, if you don't understand that, you need to watch our series on the two opposing kingdoms. Okay, so you will understand that there are two kingdoms that, you know, until today, consistently they are, uh, what do you call this? They are at war. In conflict, okay, at war with each other, until the end. This is why we're here in the middle of this conflict. Okay, so, uh, so I encourage you to watch our series on the uh, two opposing kingdoms, so you have a better understanding of the pictures. Now, again, I'd like to share the goal for preaching. This uh, book of Revelation, which is the end game story of God. Number one, to reveal what must soon take place, particularly the events preceding the coming of the Messiah. Okay. Number two, to encourage believers, endure persecution and sufferings, and prepare the church for the Lord's return. Okay. Now, last, to mobilize the church for action. So this is the There should be an action, okay? There must be a response after hearing or after understanding the book of Revelation. It should lead us, actually, the book of Revelation should lead us into a deeper relationship with God. Okay? Because now you will understand that there is no greater power, no greater authority than God, the God of Israel, okay? Than Adonai himself. And so, This should, okay, everything about the book of Revelation, everything that's being revealed in the book of Revelation should lead us on our knees to worship the coming King of kings and Lord of lords, okay? So do not fear, okay? So once again, why read the book of Revelation? Okay, the book of Revelation is the endgame story of God and is about the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, written by God the Father, which He gave to the Son Jesus, and then from the Lord Jesus Christ communicated to the seven churches through the Apostle John by an angel. Okay, so that's the summary. Revelation chapter one, verses one to five. If you want to, uh, uh, if you want a reference to that, okay. So. Like we said, uh, the seven churches were literal churches during the time when John wrote the, the book of Revelation. Okay. And although they are literal churches during John's time, we believe that the message given to, to the seven churches uh, were also for the church of today. Okay. Because uh, the message given to them at the time. Have a, has a huge, a big significance to the church today. All right? Uh, again, Revelation chapter 2.25 says, except to hold on to what you have until I come. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ said, until I come, hold on to what you have. So the messages to the, to the churches is still valid today, since the validity Uh, of this instruction in chapter 2, verse 25, expires until he arrives, okay? Until he arrives. And the Lord Jesus Christ is not here yet, except for for the false Christs on the earth right now, okay? But the, the real Christ is not here yet. Now, the false Christ will come first before the real Christ will appear in the sky, okay? So remember that. Um, also, the word, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. That's verses 7, 11, 17, 29 of chapter, chapter 2. So that means uh, that, means that uh, whoever the Lord, the Holy Spirit enlightens, okay, to understand what the Lord is saying to the churches, let them hear. So as you can see, the church is still here today. Okay, we're part of that church, the body of Christ. And so for as long as the church is existing, is here, then you know it is still in effect. Okay? The the the, 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 the messages are capable of being put to use by the church members, okay, by, by those who belong to the church of Christ. So it's still fit for today. Okay, and that is why uh, we did not skip the chapter two and chapter three of Revelation because that is very important. Now, if you missed it, we uh, encourage you to watch our previous uh, episodes on uh, on this series, the Endgame Story of God. Okay, that's uh, and the link is on the description right now. Okay, so thank you, John. Um, now, <clears throat> let us scan the book of Revelation, okay, and read some of the events that must take. That must soon, soon take place. So, why did I make emphasis on that? Because Revelation 1:1, do we have the scripture? Revelation chapter 1, verse 1 says: The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, what must soon take place. Okay? Now, remember this: This is Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. Okay? during the time of john that during the time this revelation was given to john okay uh, it, it also i mean the uh, chapter 1 verse 1 says the revelation of who jesus christ which god gave him to show his servants what must soon take place now this is what to almost 2000 years ago friends almost 2000 years ago the scripture said what must soon take place soon. Okay, so if it is soon during that time, 2000 years ago, no, so what about today? <laughs> okay, so just try to uh, contemplate on that, and uh, I hope the Lord will give you insight. Okay, now, uh. Uh, So, our goal is to encourage believers to endure persecution and sufferings for Christ and to prepare the church for the return or for the arrival of the king. Okay, so what are the possible trials believers would face or experience in the last days? Okay, let us read some so we can prepare ourselves spiritually and emotionally. Um, Revelation chapter 6, verse 1, it says, I watch. Okay, so what eventualities are we expecting ahead? Okay, Revelation chapter 6, verse 1 says, I watched as the Lamb opened the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, Come, I look, and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow, bow, bow. And he was given a crown, and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. Okay, now, uh, uh, this is one of the events that we are expecting to happen, and it will sure come, because this is what the Bible says, okay? So whatever the Bible says will come to pass. Uh, The thing is this. Uh, for a pre-tribulationist, you don't need to worry about this because we're already taken out of here. Okay, so there, there, there is an escape. Now I, I um the, the thing is the thing is this. Like I said, we are preaching the book of Revelation to prepare the church. Now, if we are taken out of here, then that's great right that is great i like that i've been praying for that that lord please lord if you know if you must if you please may you please okay (laughs) take us out of here okay start with my with our family with the church with everyone else okay (laughs) you know it's it's great it's it that's that that is something that we we all want to happen you know We, we don't want trouble right so so, uh, but here's the thing. I, I'd like to say this, okay? Uh, uh, concerning the rapture, I, I'm, not in a, I'm not opposing uh, the different uh, views of the rapture, okay? Because I know the rapture will come in a way where God wants it to happen, okay? Um, so concerning the rapture, I like this from Kuya Nolan Silva. He said, we hope it will come before the tribulation... But we prepare as though it will come later. Okay, again from Kuya Nolan Silve, he said, "We hope it will come before the tribulation, but we prepare as though it will come later." <laughs> okay, what is the wisdom in here? So again, I, here's my view. Okay, still on same line. It said, uh, "The second coming of Christ is certain." Okay, but since no one knows the timing of his return except the Father, okay, remember that's what the Bible says except the Father, then it is wisdom, it is just right to prepare for the given uh, eventualities and for the test of faithfulness. Thank you, Ka. All right, amen. I hope uh, I hear some amen to that online <laughs> because you know what. Um it is uh, you know I heard this before when I was still in a, in a networking business you know in war in a war you know those generals and those people in those who will uh, strategize you know so when a nation you know is uh, will go to war they need to have what they call a contingency plan. So they need to think like, what if we are surrounded and then you know we are uh, what do you call this uh, overrun. overrun? Yes, What else? Yeah, or conquered, right? So what if, you know, they, 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 they in this war, they'll be defeated by their enemy? They need to have what? A contingency plan. So when they strategize, they need to think as though they are the defeated one. <laughs> so they, they need to uh, sketch or, or plot how to escape, how do they... Uh, uh, protect their king you know etc something like that so in the same manner we know there is a rapture and we know the rapture is imminent the lord says i'm gonna, i'm coming quickly you don't know the time and uh etc etc there, there's a lot of scripture to that uh, so the thing is uh, though it's imminent but we don't know when okay so so why Why prepare? Because no one knows, that's the Bible says, no one knows. The Lord Jesus Christ himself said, no one knows except the Father. Okay? So now if you claim to know when Jesus is coming, then you are better than the one who is coming himself. (laughs) You know why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the, 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 the great warrior who is... Coming the second time, said he does not know when. But so if you say you know when, then you are better than him, right? So <laughs> now, now look, guys. Um, here's my point. There is not much preparation to do when it comes to pre-tribulation uh, uh, view, because all you need to do is to get right with God. Preach the gospel, do what you have to do, and that's it. Alright? He's gonna come and take you. But how do you know if uh, you will be part one of those who will be persecuted? Now, is that in the Bible? Uh huh. Because the truth of the matter is there's already for many centuries, there's a lot of believers. Okay? who gave their lives, okay, for the sake of the gospel. They died, okay, they were persecuted, they suffered, they were tortured, okay. They, they were murdered, okay, brutally killed for their faith. And now these people have not seen the pre-tribulation rapture. So my point is this, it is better to prepare for the worse than pr- to prepare for a pre-tribulation rupture. Am I against pre-tribulation? No, I am for it. Okay? I am for it because uh, I'll be happy to see everyone happy (laughs) and safe. (laughs) What kind of father you are and you don't want your family to be safe, right? We want everyone safe. But in case of eventualities, you know, if you're not ready, then you're in trouble. And this is why we're talking about the endgame story of God. We want to prepare you as though it will come later. The rapture will come later. I hope uh, no one is offended, but I hope your eyes and mind uh, you know you know allow I mean, allow the the, the the spirit of God the wisdom of God to to you know to uh, Influence your way of thinking so that you are more prepared, more ready, okay. In case it happens in our time, so guys, uh, that, that's uh, a long introduction to that <laughs> first few uh, two uh, verses in Revelation chapter six. But I hope you understand that if the church is raptured before the seven seals, then hallelujah, okay. But if not yet, then prepare. I hope the church is prepared for it. Okay, so we cannot tell when. Okay, again, I want to read to you Matthew 24, 36. It says, But about the hour, uh, about the day or hour, no one knows. Okay, e, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Matthew 24, 36. Okay, so meaning you and I don't know when, all right? If the Lord Jesus doesn't know when, then how can we know how much more (laughs) with us, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Because if Jesus is clueless when, (laughs) how can you have a clue when? (laughs) All right, so now, going back to the breaking of the seven seals, the breaking of the first four seals releases the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Who respectively represents horse number one? is war. Okay? Now, if you're watching the news, the world is strengthening their their their, their muscles, you know, their their armies. The, the land, air. Uh, sea defense forces, and and it's loaded with high tech or sophisticated uh armament or weaponry. Okay, and a lot, of course, uh, a lot of upgrades. And uh, and this just this morning, I uh, I I watched uh, brother Amir Sarfati's uh, update on Middle East and the. Uh, the war that they are preparing for okay and that it's no longer a secret but in fact they it's already announced in the public because they have drills uh, in case of uh, of uh, an attack um, uh, you know they they have drills how to run to their what do you call that the the chamber where they they hide from the Bunkers, right? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I forgot. So, if you want to know some details to that, you know, check my Facebook. Uh, it's I I I I posted it in my Facebook and in our Maranatha uh, group um, site. Okay, so it's there. I po- uh, you know you all you need to do is watch it and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for them. Okay. Uh, We know that uh, there are nations who wanted them eradicated, you know, obliterated from from the earth. (laughs) But the Lord will protect them, okay, because uh, that's his covenant to the forefathers of the Israelites. Um, And uh, in order for us to be blessed, you know, is to side we uh, support them in prayer, I, um, um, okay? But do we need to pray for those who are against Israel? Do we need to pray for their neighbors, for those who hate them? Yes. Let us pray that they will find, you know, the, 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 the real God and and uh, that they will see their need of a Savior and that the Savior Is the Lord Jesus Christ who was born a Jew (laughs) and who died for the sins of men. Okay? So he was our perfect sacrifice. He came, he was sent as a sin offering, therefore he must die in our place. So what Jesus did in the cross was actually what we call a substitutionary death on the cross. Instead of us paying for our sins, dying for our sins, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, okay, bore our sins and nailed them to the cross. So you need to understand the the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the gospel of Christ. So what is the gospel of Christ? It is who Jesus is and what he did for us. Okay? So, don't die without Jesus. And friends, remember, Jesus is the Savior and the Savior himself said, he said, okay, in John chapter 3, verse 7, he said, Do not marvel if I say to you, you must be born again. Okay? If you're trying to seek, you know, you, know, you want to know the way to eternal life, there's just one way to eternal life. The Savior Himself said, "You must be born again." So that is not a suggestion, okay? That is not a suggestion. You must be born again, okay? Not religion, okay? Not membership, not 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 any form of rituals or whatsoever. You must. Be born again. Okay, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. Being born again is a work of the Spirit, and it is the state of being in Christ, you know, belonging to Christ, meaning your life is uh, under the lordship of Christ. Okay, so you become a part or a a, a, uh, benefactor of what Jesus Christ did in the cross. Okay, so if you have more questions concerning salvation, all you need to do is send us a message or send me a personal message. I'm I'm happy to serve you and help you without cost, okay? (laughs) For free, okay? Because salvation is free. All right, so we, we, we want you to get to heaven. Okay, to be with God forever and ever. So let's go back to our topic. Let's go back to our topic. Uh, Verse 3, when the lamb opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, come. Verse 4, then another horse came out, a fiery red one. Okay, remember the first horse was a white horse and this time was a red Okay, fiery red one, its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make people kill each other. Okay, to him was given a large sword. So, you know, a a Jewish commentary said that, you know, these wars were like uh, nations and then civil wars and they hate each other and they kill one another. Okay, Um, whatever, we don't know exactly how it will uh, take place. Uh, but it will happen, okay? This is a prophecy, and why are we reading prophecy? So we have an idea, okay? So we know the eventualities that will happen ahead of us, okay? So it's better to know and prepare, because there's nothing to prepare if you don't know what's going to happen, okay? So... It's wisdom to read this. So, if the church, again, if the church is ruptured before the seven seals, then again, glory, hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. But if not, at least we're prepared for what's going to happen. Okay, so the second horseman represents what? It could be a civil war or, you know, a variety of wars, but still war. So, white horse for uh, the first rider. In the white horse, to, to other theologians, they said, well, it could symbolize uh, religious wars, okay, maybe. And then we have the red one. Now, I don't want to uh, mention, you know, uh, about what co- what country represents red, or this and that. You know, there are countries with armies wearing red uniforms. <laughs> but that is not the thing that I want to, you know, Uh Put emphasis, but you see, I I know you can uh, you have observed that a lot of things are not being said in in, in this uh, in this subject, and because uh, I know that although I know I have a lot of things in my mind, but I'm restrained. I restrain myself, by the way, <laughs> for the sake of uh, that this topic will not end up in a debate or, you know, different views of this group and that group, you know. We can talk about theories and stuff, but these are human interpretations, okay? So let's just focus on what the Bible says, okay, and just, you know, um, leave it to God how he wants it done, all right? <laughs> um, okay, so we're now, uh, verse 5. When the lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come, I look, and there before me was a what? Black horse. So white, red, black. The third one is a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, Two pounds of wheat for a day's wages and 6 pounds of barley for a day's wages and do not damage the oil and the wine now this is really prophetic you know when you try to study and understand prophecy it, it it's really confusing if you're not a familiar with you know with the culture with what people understand with their ways you know a long time ago and their idiom the idioms the you know a lot of things, okay, to consider. And so, uh, again, okay, let's go back. If you notice, the black horse—I mean, the rider—was holding a pair of scales in his hand, okay, a scale. So, the, if you see a scale, there is like uh, there is the right hand and the left hand, no, uh, balancing. So there's gonna be. Now, verse 6 says, b- besides the scale, verse 6 says, I heard uh, what sounded like a voice among the four creatures saying two pounds of wheat for a day's wages. So you are like weighing, this is your, uh, your wage, your salary for the day. This is what you get, okay? Uh, equivalent to wheat or almost one kilo, that's 0.9 kilogram of wheat. And uh, six pounds or 2.72 kilograms of barley for a day's wages. So either you buy one kilo of wheat or 2.72 kilograms of barley for your one day work. Meaning to say that is going to be, I mean, the, it, it's, the, how do I say it? It's like there is a depression, you know, that, that happened, and there's a food scarcity. There's food shortages. Okay, this is a scenario of a a food shortage. Okay, uh, so again, the the second, no, no, this is not the second horseman. Which uh, this is the third, right? No, no, no. That the uh, black is the third, right? Yeah, okay, this is the third. So the third horseman represents an economic war, okay? Where some people suffer from starvation and some people enjoy lavish lifestyle, okay? Starvation, lavishness, a scale, right and left, okay? So some will be really poor, Okay, they have nothing to spend, they have no money, or they have very little money, and some have what? They can, they, they do excessive spending of their money. So th- there's a scale, it's not balanced, it's, it's like, you know, <laughs> one is uh, very rich, and some are, uh, some are very rich, and some are very poor, some are starving, and some are enjoying plenty. Okay? So that is why, you know, uh, there's a saying in a Jewish, uh, I forgot, uh, sometime, a long, long time ago, it's, it's an old thing. Uh, I, I read this, uh, that uh, when when they are counting the few money and weighing the food, etc., somehow, somewhere there, there was a curse. That's why there was famine, you know, something like that, you know. Uh, Forgive me if I cannot uh, uh, say it uh, properly, (laughs) but I believe uh, just get the insight, okay? Just get the point. So that may not be the point here, okay? But the thing is this, okay, that the rich are cautioned by their wealth or by their excessive uh, spending while the poor suffer from food shortages, right? Uh, they have to spend their daily wages for a little amount of food and their food is weighed or there's a fixed amount of food supplied, okay? rationed for them on a daily or regular basis. Now, I have watched uh, a video in, we have watched it on TV where there are countries, you know, because of their government system, you know, their food were rationed, you know. So, but in here in the Philippines, it's not like that. Eat what you want, eat ho- however you want to eat it, and eat as much as you want, okay, as long as you can pay for it. But in other places, no, they're not allowed to do that. It was rationed. You know, in Cebuano, gi apod-apod, kanilang imumakaon karong adlaw. So the, how many are you in the family? Okay, you say uh, we are five in the family. So they will give you enough food. They will ra- ration the food for five people. Okay. So, wow. So this is, this is not good for the for Filipinos, right? <laughs> this is not good for us. This is not good news for us. This is not. I tell you. So, huh. So, why, why do I say, why do we say some people are poor and some people are rich? Or others say the poor will be poorer and the rich will be richer. Okay? Do you get the picture of this? The rich will be richer, the poor will be poorer. Um, because it says, do not damage the oil and the wine. So, look. Go to verse 6. Let's let's uh, read verse 6. It says, then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, 2 pounds of wheat for a day's wages and 6 pounds of barley for a day's wages. So, in one part of the scale, they weigh their their food uh, uh, according to the to the their wage, okay, one day work. So you have to understand that, you know, in the, in the Philippines, uh, there is a quote uh, that says, isang kahig, isang tuka. You know, it's like, uh, how do you say that in English? Isang kahig, isang tuka. It's like a chicken that, uh, one day. what? One day, one, day. one, day, one eat. Oh, okay, something like that. You know, you, when you look at chickens, you know, they... Uh, what do you call this they they pecked. before they pecked they 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 they, they kind of scratched the, the soil and they they dig and they they were looking for worms or whatever they can find and then so you know one scratch one one bite or one you know something like that so isang kahig isang toka, that's what it meant in our language uh, so in verse 6 uh, it sounds like that, right? Because one day wage for an amount of food, one day wage w- amount of food. But okay, in the other side of the scale, the weighing scale, it says do not damage the oil and so there will be people who are allowed to enjoy the riches. The oil and the wine symbolizes prosperity. Okay, so there will be people who will prosper, even more prosper. Okay, they are already prosperous and they will prosper even more. <laughs> so, eh, but the the some will not enjoy the same luxurious type of living. It instead, they can only eat if they work in that day. Who the question is when or if it will happen in our time are you ready right are you ready now let's continue to verse 7 you know that that's the point why we're studying the book of revelations I want to open your eyes I want you to open your eyes I'm shaking you up guys I want you to awake from your sleep okay And stop dreaming like, you know, I'm going to be in a wonderland when I wake up in the morning. Come on, guys. We have a small window of opportunity to preach the gospel. Okay? Night is coming. No one can work. Work now. Preach the gospel right now. Use your social media accounts. Use whatever you have that. You know, that is uh, capable of reaching people, communicating to people. Use it as a conduit to, to share your testimony. How Christ changed your life. Come on. Do it. Okay? Do it. Okay, verse uh, 7. Verse 7. When the Lamb opened the fourth seal... I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come, I look and there before me was a pale horse. Now the Greek word for pale is chlorus or greenish, sickly looking horse. Why sickly? Because in a Jewish, uh, again, this was written by a Jew and uh, better understood in a Jewish uh, interpretation. (laughs) So context, okay, Jewish context. So it says sickly looking horse or a green horse. So when it says, I look and there before me was a pale horse, it was referring to a green horse. It's just like a pale and sickly horse, okay? Its rider was named Death. No wonder, right? Death. And Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over the fourth of the earth to kill by the sword, famine, and plague. Other, uh, other version says uh, plague, uh, pestilence, or modern word pandemic. Okay? So they were given power over the fourth of the earth to kill by the sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. Okay, wild animals of the earth. I don't know how that will happen, but I can only point to uh, the, a long, long time ago where people were fed to the lions and you know things like that. But you know, but this is a prophecy. So they were given power over one fourth of the earth to kill by the what? By the sword. What kind of sword? It could be anything, okay. as long as it kills. (laughs) By the sword, uh, famine, I mean food shortages, and plague. So you see, there is a continuation, a connection from uh, the horse number three and then horse number uh, four, right? The pale horse, the green horse. So now you see, oh, green is not a symbol of death, uh, etc. But yeah, yeah, that's right. Green is a symbol of life for plants. Okay, (laughs) so remember, (laughs) there is a cycle, right? Uh, The the toxic waste of people or of animals can be a blessing to the plant kingdom, (laughs) right? And uh, things like it's it's uh, there's a cycle. (laughs) by design anyway that's not my topic so let's uh, where are we uh, okay so so since death by the sword and famine and plague or diseases and pestilences and as a result of the wild animals was mentioned okay in a verse verse 8 well, since it was mentioned verse 8 then we need to take heed right we must act with prudence. Let's build our faith right now while we can. And people ought to uh, prepare for this, I believe, just in case uh, they are one of those who will go through the sword, the famine, <laughs> the plague, etc. Who knows? Do you know? We don't, okay? So, since we don't know who. Then we better, you know, uh, consider ourselves, what if I am, you know, part of those who are, who will go through this kind of trial. So, it's better to be prepared and ready, right? So, like, for example, did you know uh, that the uh, global pandemic would hit the world uh, by 2020 or last year? You know, we were caught unaware, right? So, now, what if uh, food shortages will happen in our time? Okay? What will you do? Uh, Maybe you you say, well, that's impossible. It's not going to happen. Oh, you know, the pandemic was impossible too during that time, before the pandemic. But now, look at us. So, It's better to, you know, to be ready and prepared, okay? So when do we, when do you think is the best time, okay, to prepare for such eventualities? Now or later? If we considering that uh, we know that, uh, you know, pestilence, famines you know earthquakes wars they're all mentioned and prophesied in the Bible and this this these events could happen in a, an escalate in, in in different magnitude okay uh, different levels uh, from worse to worse so what would you do what what if you're still there you're alive and uh, you get to witness all of this? Uh, happenings in your in our time? Are you ready? So when do we prepare? L- now or later? Uh, like before the famine or during the famine <laughs> or after the famine? <laughs> the answer is simple, right? We prepare before, not during and not after. You know, learn from uh, Joseph, you know, Joseph the dreamer, in the Bible, he prepared during the seven years of plenty, okay? Not after the time where, you know, they have great harvest, you know? So, he prepared during the seven years of plenty to survive the seven years of famine. So, that's it, guys. I hope uh, uh, you are enlightened that uh, the Bible is true. And that God gave us the book of Revelation to give us a heads up. And so his people will not be surprised. Okay, so verse 9. Come on, let's read verse 9. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. They called out in a loud voice. How long, Sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? Verse 11, Then each of them was given white robe, and they were told to wait a little longer, until the full number of their fellow servants, their brothers and sisters, were killed just as they had been. Meaning, what? Meaning, 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 (laughs) we have brothers and sisters, okay, who will be killed just as they had been killed. Read that again. You know, you can read that 100 times, 200 times, 500 times, 700 times. It still means the same thing. What does it mean? It means that there will be Christians who will be killed for their testimony. Not just before. But even in the future. So this thing is going to happen. And look, did God allow this? Yeah, this is part of the script. This is part of the story. Now, I want you to understand, I don't want you to, you know, to feel uh, uh, offended by, by the, the endgame story of God. Okay, because this is for the glory of God. This is about loyalty to God or loyalty to man or to to the devil, okay, who is uh, using a puppet, puppet. Now, um, so it says, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain, okay, martyred, okay, because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained, they called out in a loud voice, How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of theirs, and avenge our blood? Avenge our blood, because God is a God of restitution, He's a just God, a righteous one, and He is going to serve justice. Yes. But they were told to uh, wait a little longer. And this gives us okay. This uh, warns us. This caution us that uh, that uh, th- this uh, when this hap- when this uh, uh, persecution and uh, killings and murders and martyrdom okay when, when these things happen sometime in the future you know that the Bible already mentioned it and that it was allowed and it was part of the story. The, th- the thing that we don't know is this. Will you be part of those who will be killed by the sword? Some will be killed by the sword and some will be, will be taken captive. So those who are, you know, uh, who will be taken captive into captivity they will go and those who will be killed by the sword by the sword they will go So meaning to say you don't need to worry about anything because uh, God has already written it that those who will be killed by the sword those who will be taken captive captive because of Christ they are sure saved okay? And they are going to reign with Christ for a thousand years. They, they, you know, uh, anyway, we are all going to die anyway, right? right? So if we're going to die anyway, why not die a, a, a hero's death? A death that glorifies God because you know, of your loyalty and love to the one who died for you. Come to think of that. Everyone dies. Yes, everybody will die. But not everybody will be resurrected to eternal life. Because some will be resurrected to be judged, to be doomed. But for for you, if you want sure victory, you have to side on God. But when you are on God's side, but again, you don't know which, okay? Which trial will fall on your lap. And that is why we want you to prepare for any eventualities. Because point is we don't know. Okay? For me I don't know also. But either ways, Lord, for your glory, whatever you whatever your will is, okay? Let it happen, let it come to pass. Because the truth is, this is a test if you truly love the Lord Jesus Christ. If you truly mean that you 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 love him, you serve him, you you're submitting to him, okay? You're following him, you're his disciple. If you truly mean that, if you truly believe in him, if you truly love him, you will not fear what the world fears. Because the truth is, all your hope, okay, is in him. Okay? You remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They told King Nebuchadnezzar, you know, you know, that the, that the Lord God is able to save them from the king. But they told King Nebuchadnezzar, even if the Lord will not save us from your hand, King Nebuchadnezzar, we will still not bow down to your idol. We will still not bow down to your golden image. That is the kind of Christians that are prepared, that are, you know, that are, you know, founded, grounded in the word of God and with their love for God. Because these are the people who are not afraid to lose their lives for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, and and, and, and we're like in a movie, you know, with, with, with cameras all around. And our lives will be reviewed in heaven And how's it going to look like with you guys? You who are watching me right now, how do you want it, you know, with your, when when the camera is on you? What will you do? Will you remain faithful to him? Because it is, you know, we just read it. It's here. Okay? It says, he opened the fifth seal and I saw under the, 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 under the altar, the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. Now, meaning to say, during the, the what seal is this? Uh, during this uh, seal, fifth seal, fifth seal, right? During the fifth seal, where am I? Uh, sorry. Verse, nine. Verse nine. nine, is it? Verse nine, six, seven, eight. Okay, during the fifth seal, okay, it was already written that there were there were Christians who were already martyred. They're already up there, okay, and they're waiting for, for justice. Okay, they're already there. But they were told that there'll be more, <laughs> more brothers and sisters that will. Face the same kind of death, okay, to show their loyalty, their love, to prove their love and loyalty to God. And it gives glory to God that there are people who are really that dedicated and committed, they're true to their allegiance to Christ. And so, friends, uh, what if, okay, let's go back again to the what ifs. What if you're one of those who are, you know, of those who will be killed by the sword? Are you ready? When are you going to prepare for this kind of uh, trial? Now or later? Now or during that time of uh, persecution and (laughs) so on? Okay, now friends, apply wisdom. Prepare now. Okay? I believe that through uh, the tribulation, even the mini-tribulation right now, this should uh, uh, purify the church, cleanse the church, because hardships will really uh, make us think. And, uh, okay, we, we'll get more, uh, to that. I mean, there, there are more details on that in the coming scriptures, but not today, okay? So we're still in chapter 6. Now, let's uh, now read verse 12, I watched as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of gold hair. The whole moon turned blood red. And the stars in the sky fell to earth as figs drop from a fig tree when shaken by a strong wind. Verse fourteen: The heavens receded like a scroll being rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Now that's terrible. Verse fifteen: Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the the rich, the mighty, and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in caves. And among the rocks of the mountains, they call to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who can withstand it? Well, but listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you read the next part, which is uh, the, the, the trumpets, You know, if you try to understand, it was not targeted. You know, the judgments were not targeted on God's people. (laughs) It's our turn now. They were targeted on those people who does not love God. You don't need to worry about that, okay? But, you know, you have to understand that uh, before the end, persecution will happen. And the Lord will allow that the saints will be conquered by the beast, the fourth beast. And that is what I would like to encourage you about. I mean, I I would like to encourage you to prepare uh, for that season. Because that season will come and we really don't know which one, which trial, which challenges will fall on our lap. Okay? But here's the thing. How do you prepare? The Holy Spirit is the answer. Develop your relationship or deepen your relationship with God, the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God. Okay? The Bible and the Holy Spirit. Because He is going to give you the strength, and the Word of God, He will put into remembrance. Okay? So, the Holy Spirit and the Bible. Both, you need to, you know, grow in the Word and grow with your relationship or develop your relationship with God. Okay? This is very important because uh, when this time comes, no one is there to help you. You know, you may be one in your prison cell and, and you, you talk to no one. But you can talk to the Holy Spirit. That's why it's good to read the Bible now. Okay, familiarize with the Scripture, because when you are there and and Bible is not allowed, and then so but they cannot erase the what you've learned from the Word of God in your heart and in your mind. That cannot be deleted from you. Okay. So when do you prepare? When do you read? When do you study the Bible? Now or later? Now, while we have the time, we need the Holy Spirit, guys. And, uh, and there's a lot of things I, 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 I can uh, talk about, this, the last part from verse 12, but I, right now I believe the Holy Spirit is moving me to, to, to mention how to prepare. Again, study the Word of God okay, seriously study the word of you. Synthetic study, okay? Synthetic means you keep on reading one chapter again and again and again and again. You know, I, I don't know how many times I have heard or read through or listened to the book of Revelation for, just for an example, okay? I, I, in a week, if I can listen to it, Many times in a day, I will, friends. I will. And I did. Okay? Uh, because uh, I listen more than I, you know, I, I'd like to listen to the audio uh, Bible than reading it because I'm doing something and at the same time, my eyes were not like, you know, when when I was younger. <laughs> you know, um, when you're wearing glasses and you realize that uh, you're getting old, and that's why I'm encouraging you, younger generation, you know, while you can while you still have the vision, perfect vision, you know read the Bible, cover to cover, again and again. I tell you. Because the Holy Spirit will quicken scriptures that you need. Remember, when Je- the Lord Jesus Christ was tempted by the devil in Matthew chapter 4, He, okay, he said, Jesus said, okay, it is written, it is written, it is written. So the Bible is also, the word of God is also, can be used as a weapon okay, to, to counter temptations. And one of the ways to counter temptation is to be grounded, saturated with the Word of God, okay? Get grounded with the Word of God. Read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. And at the same time, fellowship with the Spirit. Commune with the Holy Spirit. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Draw after God, okay? Okay? You know, do not ignore the Holy Spirit. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Listen to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. That's very important. Okay. Once again, this this was uh, shared with me by our um, tour guide in Israel. Uh, His name Moshe. His name was is Moshe, and and, uh, it's Moses in English, right? And he told us that uh, the Bible, whatever version the bible and the spirit okay because he said that there's a lot of misinterpretations in the internet you know if you just try to research uh, online and look for commentaries it may some may mislead you from the right context but he said listen the bible and the holy spirit bible and holy spirit oh that's powerful so again to prepare don't just listen to man made doctrines or or you know the the the, the tra- traditions and yeah commentaries are okay no problem i read commentaries but even if you read study commentaries and try to compare commentaries bible commentaries you have to weigh it and listen to the spirit okay especially on on, on those portions that contradicts the, when when uh, theologians contradict each other, and then you don't know which one is right. So you have to listen to the Holy Spirit, okay? And then, um, and then, um, and the Holy Spirit will will grant you peace, because you you feel uh, you you will not have peace. You you feel there's something wrong. There's something you feel in trouble with. You know, with wrong interpretations, with wrong uh, teachings. And and that is why this is how God will keep us safe. It is through His Spirit in us. He is our comforter. He is with us. And that is why, friends, uh, listen to the Holy Spirit. Now, look, my topic is not just chapter 6 but up to chapter 7 but since i've eaten a lot of time already i think uh, chapter 7 is uh, for the ne- for next sunday you know why because it's also very important that it's going to eat a lot of time okay but i believe uh, for uh, for today i already gave you a lot of uh, Things to think about, okay, <laughs> so that uh, you understand the importance of preparing ourselves spiritually and emotionally. Why spiritually and emotionally, and physically? We are a tripartite being, okay. We we were created with the body, soul, and spirit. That's why we had to prepare. And good for us because the Lord already, uh, you know, He gave us the the book the the end time uh, end game story okay through through John okay through through John through the apostle John so i'm going to end uh, now um, next sunday we're going to talk about uh, chapter 7 and we're not going to no look i am not going to discuss all the chapters of revelation in this series because i want you to study revelation i am going i'm only going to pick some of the uh uh some the highlights or some events that that will uh open your eyes (laughs) to prepare guys to prepare this is why we're talking about this, because this is very important, okay? So the things, the judgments on the, on the non-believers, on the people who refuse to follow God, You know, I, I don't need to expound on that, okay? Because my goal right now is the body of Christ, the brethren, okay? You have to prepare uh, that in case there will be persecutions and sufferings, ahead of us you will not be caught in surprise okay so we love you and uh, and uh, take note the Word of God and the Holy Spirit again the Word of God and the Holy Spirit please bear in mind okay now is the time to prepare not later okay now is the time to prepare. Okay, when, uh, when are you going to prepare if uh, there's going to be a famine? Okay, there, you know, when? Before the famine, during the famine, or after the famine? <laughs> okay, the answer is simple, before. And when is that? It's now. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davo on Facebook, where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.